Somebody say amen. Well, we are we're going to close out our summer series today, and uh, wow, what a, what a great July we've had. Now, we have next Sunday a guest speaker. I have never heard this guy, never met this guy, but uh, the, the churches, the pastors, the people that I've talked to and that recommended him said, this is a powerful man of God, moves in the prophetic, in the gifts of the Spirit, and so I am excited to... Me, I love to meet new ministers. His name is Brother Randy Coggins. And uh, so together, you and I are going to uh, meet a new person and to get to experience his ministry. And from what I understand, it's phenomenal. And so I'm very excited uh, about next week. And so I encourage you to be here. Let's, uh, let's get in the house if you can. And uh, we got a lot of folks on vacation today, lots of family spread out. And I know some's headed out. So you know what? God bless you. Relax. Don't worry about stuff here. It'll be here when you get back. But just know when, you, when you're not here, we miss you. And uh, we're praying the Lord will bless them. Am I okay out there? Too loud? Okay. Thumbs up. Good? Okay. So, we're, think, somebody say, I'm out of the chair. One of the most dangerous things to do is to get comfortable. Thank you, Brother Richard. If you do not have a handout to fill out today... Uh, raise your hand. You would like one. Right over here. Anybody else? Right back there. Uh, if, you, if you need a handout. Uh, if you've missed any of these messages, uh, they're all online. You can pick up. They're all four things are back there in the back. And uh, you can pick them up. And you could go online and listen to the messages and uh, have those. And so uh, go to thelordshousetyler.com. Now, good news. Our website has been fixed. Uh, I know many of you have come to me and said, Pastor, something's wrong. We went to the Lord's house, we Googled the Lord's house, and it took us to something that was not the Lord's house. <laughs> and so uh, uh, our, our account had been hacked, and somebody rerouted us uh, over there to that commercial. And uh, so... Anyway, that's fixed. So now it will take you to the Lord's House website and not, not try to get you to order stuff. So anyway, uh, that's fixed. And so I appreciate Brother Luke doing that. Uh, man, we're, uh, we're, we're working on, we've got some new in-ear monitors. So if you see everybody up here with these little headphones in, uh, they're not listening to their own thing watching a movie. Uh, so that's why I kept trying to, so it's going to take a while to tweak. So that's, uh, sometimes it's on and off and we've got to figure that out. Anyway, just trying to get things better. Don't you like better? But change is hard sometimes You got because you've got to figure out, especially technology. And uh, anyway, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, so everybody, everybody's got a handout? All right. So, so th- th- that chair is so dangerous in the fact that you can literally, your dream can die right there in the lazy boy. Because to fulfill a dream... You've got to put legs to it. Amen? Faith without works is... So we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace. But once we're saved, we've got to do something. Not because, not because we're trying to be saved or get any more saved or get Jesus to love us anymore. It's because it's just like when you're in the water drowning... And someone throws you the lifeline and you get out. Listen, 
You can't let other people out there drown when you have the lifeline in your hand. You can't sit down in the recliner and relax and say, I'm fine. Listen, if other people are drowning, we've got to get out there and throw them a lifeline. This is eternity we're talking about. It's important. So today, we, we, because last week we talked about fanning the flame. We talked about a spark. You've got to ignite. You've got to have a spark. And then we talked about fanning the flame. And today I want to talk about that how because of that fire, you are the light. Listen, we didn't used to always have electricity. They had oil lamps. And you had to keep the oil full. And you had to keep the wick trimmed. And it was the light uh, for your house. And sometimes still, when the electricity goes off, don't we light a candle? Or turn on a flashlight or something. So it's good to have a light because it shatters the darkness. Isn't it amazing how when you can be in pitch black, it doesn't take but the tiniest light. Now, I'm kind of light sensitive when I sleep. I cannot stand light. I can see it through my eyelids. Do you know how many times, and it drives my wife crazy because she likes light to be able to get up and stuff, and, and I don't want light. And so I'm telling you, every hotel that we stay in, everywhere, I, I've put everything. I get up in the middle of the night, I cover the clock up, I take a towel and stick under the door because any light coming in, I can see it. I like it dark. Because one little light, Shatters the darkness. You are the light in the darkness. Amen? So today we're going to talk about, we're closing out part four, light up your world. Everybody say, I am, I am. the light. So John chapter 8, verse number 12. And uh, Jesus spoke again to the people, and he said, I am. The light of the world. Are we having a little computer issue? Okay. They'll get there. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Listen, when you have the light in you, you don't need an external light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And if I am in you, you will never walk in darkness. So let's, let's turn our Bibles to the uh, Matthew chapter 5. That's where we're at. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14 through 16. And they'll, they'll get it up soon as they figure out what's going on. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works. Everybody say, your the only way people know that you have a light is if it shines. 
The only way people know that you're a Christian, that you're different, is not because you have a halo or little wings. It's your deeds. They're watching what you do, what you say, how you act. We'll get there in a, in a minute. But listen, our lives are to be a reflection of Jesus. This may be on your handout. I'm not positive. The greater the fire of God in our heart, the brighter our light will shine in the world. Let me say that again. I think it's just on PowerPoint. There it is. See, technology is great when it works, isn't it? The greater the fire of God in our heart, the brighter our light will shine in the world. So why did we want to spark? Why did we want to fan the flame? Why do we want to burst into flame? Why do we want to burn so that our light will shine? It's not just so you can get goosebumps. It's not just so that you feel good. It's not just, listen, it's not your life. Your life is not just about you. It's about everyone around you. Everybody you come in contact with, your husband, your wife, your children, your extended family, your co-workers, your life affects everyone around you. It amazes me. It just happened uh, recently uh, with someone who, who, who did something and, and then they said, how did my actions affect you? It's just me. I did what I wanted to. Do people not understand? You don't live and you don't die to yourself. It affects everyone around you. Everything we do. You're called to be a light. So on your your, uh, fill in the blank, number one. It's a call for boldness. Everybody say boldness. And responsibility. I'm telling you, God has given us a responsibility to be a light in this dark world. Jesus said, I came into the world, and the world knew me not. John said, he came into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend. I'm telling you, Jesus came, and they missed the light. People will miss miss our light too, but don't let it be because we're not shining. I don't want anybody to be able to say, They went to hell because they had no light. They didn't see. They didn't know. Let it be. No, I heard. I saw their light. I just ignored it. I did my own thing. Jesus said, you. Everybody say me. Me. Listen, we got to own it. It's my responsibility. We're it. It's not God's deal. It's not God's Well, that's, that's God's responsibility. No, 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 no. God's responsibility was to send His Son, Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. That was His responsibility. He rose from the grave. He took His seat at the right hand of the Father. And He said, now it's your turn. You are my hands extended. You're my feet. You're my voice. Everything I do, I'm going to do through you, you are the light of the world. One day he'll come back. 
And the Bible says he'll destroy them with the brightness of his coming. His light is going to come again. But right now, the only way Jesus shines in this dark world is through you. Everybody say, it's my responsibility. We're to carry the light. It's not our, it's not our job to make people follow the light. It's just our job to shine. Amen? We must daily live as though we're the only Christian in the city. What if we took that verse? What if we said, there's not another light, I'm the it. And we did our very best to burn on our job, in our school, in our neighborhood. But you know what's going to happen? Isn't it amazing how you're out on the road, you're driving at night. How do you know there's another car on the road? The light. See? What if, what, what if they don't have their lights on? Yeah. It, but, but isn't that... What if, what if both of you have your lights off? Is that a recipe for disaster? Come on. We've got to get our lights on. We've got to be, we've got to say, look, I, I'm, I'm the only one. I've got to shine. But what's going to happen, as you begin to shine, you'll, you'll begin to see other lights around you. And then when we come together, when Christians come together, when we come together at church or on our jobs or wherever, the closer we get together, what happens when you put a bunch of lights together? It just gets brighter and brighter. Amen? Wow. You see, Jesus knew we were going to be tempted to hide our light. That's why he said don't hide your light. Come on. You're the light of the world. A, 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 a city set on a hill can't, can't be hid. Don't put it under a basket. Don't put it under a bowl. Don't put a lampshade on it. Come on. Let it shine so everybody can see. Verse 15 says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No. They put it on a stand. See, if you put a cover over it, it, it might give a little light. But man, if you put it up on something tall... It can illuminate for everybody to see. What, wouldn't it be crazy to put a, a what's, what's that light you put on for ships? A beacon. Do they set those on the ground? Now, come on. They put, them, they put them up on a high hill on a cliff and they put them up on a big uh, tower. A lighthouse. Thank you. I could not remember that word. They put them in a lighthouse. What, what about for an airplane? Come on, they find the tallest plate and they put lights up there so they can see them. Listen, we've got, we are the light and we've got to shine bright. Number two, it has life or death consequences. Listen, your light shining is not about are we going to have a good church or a great church. Can I tell you, the light shining in here bright. We come together, man, we sing, we worship. Man, when we were singing, I raise a hallelujah. Man, I can hear your voices. And wow, man, the light was shining. It's bright in here. But what do you look like when you go out of here? What do you look like when you go on your job and in your family? Some of you are the only Christians in your family. The only Christian in your school. The only Christian on your job. What do you look like there? It's not about, listen, heaven and hell, amen, are in competition here. And the devil is fighting with his darkness and we are the only antidote. 
People are dying and going to hell. They're lost in darkness. They're depressed. They're discouraged. They feel hopeless. And you are the only hope in their hopelessness. You're the only light in their darkness. And if you're ashamed to let your light shine, they're going to die and go to hell. But if you'll let your light so shine before men and they see your good deeds, they're going to come and say, hey, I need some of that light. I'm dark. I'm empty. I'm lonely. And you know what? It's just like taking a candle and putting it on someone else. You know, on July 4th, you get the sparklers. You take your sparkler. Put it on somebody else's sparkler, and those that, that all that fire will get on there, and all of a sudden theirs will burst into sparkling. And they put it on somebody else, and you know that that's that's we we got to get our life close to people. We got to get the flames close to people, and we can ignite them so they can be lights too. Second Corinthians chapter four verse three says, and, e- and if even our gospel is if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God said, let your light shine out of darkness. Made His light shine in our hearts to give us light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show all surpassing powers from God and not from us. Oh, listen. The King James says we have treasures in earthen vessels. We have a gift. You've got the light of Jesus Christ in you and it's time to let it out. Somebody say, let it out. When we hide our light People go to hell. Is that what we want? Jesus said, I would that none perish, but all come to repentance. When we hide our light, people die without Jesus. When we hide our light, ships crash on the rocks. When we hide our lights, airplane crash. Listen, if you turn the lights out on the runway, the plane cannot land. It has to have clear vision it has to be able to see where it's coming in your car without headlights you can't see the road ahead of you we need people need our light verse 16 in the same way let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds i ask you this week i'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you didn't do it you got time you say when pastor The rest of your life. See, this is not just a one-day sermon. Why did I ask you last week to do a good deed for somebody? Whatever. See, you thought I just wanted you to do a good deed. No. I wanted you to let your light shine. Because they don't know we're Christians. I already said it. We don't have a halo. We don't have little wings. Some have horns, but no. How how do you know if it's God or the devil? By the way they act. By the words that come out of their mouth. See, 
the reason I wanted you to do a good deed is because by doing deeds, your light shines. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father which art in heaven. See, God gets the glory. You do the deed. we got to keep doing good deeds. So don't stop. How do I let my light shine? How do people know I'm a Christian? Because of the way I act, the way I talk, the way I react, how I treat my spouse, my children, my co-workers. My light has to shine. And the way it shines is through my deeds. People go, wait a minute. Two people, same situation. One, man, they acted horrible. One, man, their actions were different. Their words were kind. Their words were sweet. What's the difference in you? Nothing good in me but Jesus. I'm a believer. And they go, wow, man, I can see, I, I can see some light. They don't know it's light. All they know is your good deeds. But it's light. It's light in this world. What did Jesus go around to? Did Jesus walk around glowing? No. He walked around touching, healing, loving, forgiving. It was his good deeds that made people go, wow, he's different than everybody else. Nobody else will touch that sick person. Jesus walked right up to him and touched him. It was his good it was his deeds that people saw that was different. Then, then they started listening to his words. Listen, people are watching what you do before they listen to what you say. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. Because when they don't add up, we have a word for that. Galatians chapter 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. That's the light of the world. Love, joy, peace, mercy, great, long-suffering, patience, kindness, all those things. Listen, when the fruits of the Spirit are in, in, in action, man, that's, that's our battery being charged. That's how we shine. Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not by works. You can't get to heaven by doing good deeds. But when you're born again and you're saved and you're on your way to heaven, you're going to do good deeds. Because Jesus is inside of you and that's what he does. He has compassion on those that are sick. And he has compassion on the less fortunate. And he has compassion on the poor. When Jesus is inside of us, our light will shine. Our works cannot save us. But they can be the lifeline to save others. Doing good is not go, is to get to heaven, but it's a light to lead others to heaven. Because when we are born again and we have a light in us, we can show people the way. This is how you live. This is how you act. This is how you react. This is, and they come and go, wow. See, light convicts darkness. And that's why. You ever wonder why most folks sin worse at night than in the daytime? Why do most people break in people's houses at nighttime? So nobody will see them. And if you have a light, you have those motion lights, and they come up and the light comes on. I mean, think about it. What happens when you turn the light on? Come on, the roaches run away. Especially at Motel 6. Why do you think they leave the light on for you? 
They don't want to turn that light off. Everything comes out. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 and 33. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jew, Greeks, or the church of God. Even as I try to please everybody in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Listen, that is what's wrong with our world today. Nobody's thinking about what's good for the other people. Everything is about who? Me. What's good for me? What makes me? And, we're, and what happens is we're hurting people around us. Because selfishness, I'm telling you, we're just taking instead of giving. Instead of letting our light shine. Amen. We're taking other folks' lights. Come on. Let's think about other people. Let's think about the world around us. Let's think about, let's, let's say no to some things. Let's crucify some flesh. And let's seek, not just for our own good, but for the good of many. Because what I say earlier, when your words and your deeds don't match, what's that called? Hypocrite. Does anybody know a hypocrite? Don't be pointing at the person beside you. (laughs) Now, let me ask this. How many has ever been a hypocrite? If you're alive, you have been. There's been a time you said one thing and did another. There's been a time you said you were going to do and you didn't. There was a time you said you weren't going to do a thing and you did. The world is watching us, and when they see our hypocrisy, when we say we have love for one another, and then we backbite, and we gossip, and we talk about each other, we put each other down, and we criticize others, I'm telling you, they don't want no part of that because it's darkness. But when we shine our light, and by this, that all men shall know you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. Listen, just because I love you doesn't mean I condone all the bad stuff you're doing. I just love you in spite of it. Just like Jesus does me. Huh? And he's willing to forgive. Number four, it will reveal our mission. Somebody said, well, I mean, I want to know what, I want to know my mission. I want to know my, listen, get in the light. When you get... Excuse me, the light of God in you, the light will shine so you can see. Now sometimes, like I told you, there's brighter lights than others. Some lights shine further away. You've got low beam and high beam. Low beam shines down, and you use that in the fog. And uh, it shines down low, and you can see a distance. It don't shine in other people's eyes. But then when you get out there by yourself, you can put on high, and it raises up, and you can see a longer distance. Sometimes God will show you further down your road. He'll give you a glimpse of where you're going. But most of the time, He just shows you, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He just shows you your next step. And when my light shines, and I see I can step there. 
There's no rocks. There's no snakes. There's no holes. That's safe. I look, okay, I can step there. See, what we're trying to do, we're trying to look down the road five miles and ten miles. And, Lord, I want to know everything that's going to happen before I even take a step. And some of us are just stuck. Come on. Start taking one step at a time. Find your passion. Find what you like. Find what bothers you. Find a need and fulfill it. Just find, see somebody in need and do a good deed. And as you do, you're taking one step forward. And pretty soon, you'll just find yourself involved in blessing others. And then all of a sudden, you'll find out, wait a minute, I, 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 I kind of like that area. I kind of like helping that type of people. Because I'm telling you, the Lord will put those type of people in your path. You know why? It's not that the other type are not there. It's just that's what you're sensitive to. That's what moves you. That's what you like. I'm telling you, there's hungry people everywhere and a lot of people never see them. But you find somebody that has a calling to feed the hungry, they see hunger everywhere they look. People not called to it, look right over it, never see it. God will present those things that that, that you're passionate about and you'll, you'll see the need. And then He wants you to do a good deed. Amen? And let your light shine. So we said earlier, the greater the fire of God in our heart, the brighter our light will shine in the world. It comes back to personal relationship. Come on, you need to pray every day. You need to read your word every day. You need to confess your sins every day. You need to make things right with people. You need to grow up and become who God's called you to be. Don't be a baby Christian no more. You've been saved too long. You're still drinking milk and needing diaper changes. It's time to grow up. Get you a pull-up and a sippy cup. And later, you can wear some big boy underwear and drink some Dr. Pepper. Come on. We got to grow up. Because as we grow up, how many knows a two-year-old can't help a lot of people? And the reason the church is not doing a lot because we've got a, got a bunch of babies that come every week to church and say, Pastor, where's my bottle? Where's my pappy? Get my blankie. I want to be fed. I want to be warm. I want to be rocked. Come on, love on me. Come on. Instead of growing up and going, yeah, I've got needs too. But as a parent, we put our needs to the side and we help the babies. Grow up and help somebody else grow up. We will begin to see the world differently when we allow the light of God to shine through us. Amen. John chapter 4 verse 35. Do not say four months and then the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the field. They're ripe to harvest now. Listen, you're never going to see the needs of the people before you unless you look. Open your eyes. There's, there's needs all around you. You'll see needs you didn't know even existed. You'll see needs right here in the church. When you begin to pray and say, God, let my light so shine, I'm telling you, He'll shine it on areas you didn't even know were there. And if the Lord shines His light on it, it means He wants you to do something about it.
get involved in it. We'll, and we won't only just see problems. We only see needs. Here's what I'm praying. Because listen, I've got people all the time. People come to me and tell me the problem. I know the problem. You know what I need? I need somebody to see the solution. I need somebody to come to me and say, Pastor, I was praying and the light shined on this and I see it's a need. And you know what? I have the ability to fulfill that need. Everybody tells me the problem and tells me to fix it. I'm looking for somebody that says, hey, I can fix it. Amen? Matthew chapter 25. Let's read this story. Verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you are blessed of my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord... When did we see you hungry and fed you, thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and invited you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it to me. Pastor, Why do I need to get out there and let my light shine? Why do I need to do a good deed? Because when you do it to someone else, you did it to Jesus. And He will bless you. The Bible says He's indebted to no man. You feed somebody, He'll feed you. You meet a need, He'll meet your need. You comfort somebody this morning, He'll comfort you. Because God is watching. Let your light shine. Do good deeds so they'll see the Father in heaven. And He will reward you for it. Can I get a big amen? Amen. Everybody get your phone out. Gage, you do me a favor. Will you go over here and turn these lights off, please, sir? Will you pull those lights down? Now, I sure wish it was, turn all those top ones off too, bottom ones, whichever one. Now, I I, I wish it was pitch black in here. We could really get the effect. But can you see me? Can you see me better now? Oh, I I see light. Oh, looky there. I see a light. Oh, there's there's more light. Oh my goodness, life's just popping everywhere. Look at that, look around. What's, what's happening? What do you see? <laughs> you see people going, how do I turn my flashlight on? <laughs> come on, come on, kids. Show, show, show mom and dad how to turn the flashlight on. Wow. Come on, everybody just do like this. Woo. Don't you feel like you're at a concert? Oh, wow. Can, can I tell you, if, if you were lost... If you were in darkness and all of a sudden you saw these lights, I mean, what, what would you want to do? First of all, if you're lost in the darkness and you see these lights, what are you going to do? You're going to come to the light. 
Listen, we are the light. It's pitch black and all of a sudden we get out and we go out and we do a good deed. We stop and help somebody in need. We feed the hungry. We bless somebody. We encourage somebody. And all of a sudden the light comes on and people see that light and they come to that light. And then when they get there, they go, wait a minute. You're just a normal person like me. And we go, yes, I am. But let me tell you what the light is you see in me. It's not me. It's Jesus in me. And they go, I want light. I'm dark. I'm empty. I'm sad. I'm lonely. And you know what happens? Boom, their light comes on. And another. And another. Until a while ago, there was light all over this building. We have the story of the Good Samaritan. Why, why, why is he called the Good Samaritan? He was a Samaritan. He was a half-breed. He was a mix, Jew and Gentile. The Jews called them dogs. Racism was rampant. A priest came, a Jewish priest came by and saw him beaten and bleeding and crossed to the other side of the street. Another worker came by, should have been a believer, And he too passed by. But then a Samaritan. The ones that other people looked down on. The one that had the right to be angry. He was ridiculed. He was a victim of racism. He was. He got a lot of bad flack in his life. And he could have said, I'm not helping nobody. But it was the Samaritan that stopped, tended his wounds fed him, poured him the oil and wine, put him on his own donkey, took him to an inn, told the innkeeper, take care of him, and when I come back, if there's any more debt, I'll pay it. And that's why today we call him the good Samaritan. The Samaritan now, the good Samaritan, is synonymous. We tell the story of graciousness, of mercy, What do people say about your life? Listen, I come up, I see a need, I see somebody having a hard time, and all of a sudden I'm coming along, I'm just doing my own thing, and all of a sudden, whoo, see right here, Marcelo's in the darkness. He's just blending in with the darkness. (laughs) All of a sudden, I get right here, and his face is illuminated. And I see he has a need. And I go, I hope he didn't see me. Let me get on the other aisle. Come on, some of you don't went to the other side of Walmart because you saw me. Oh, there's Pastor. I hadn't been to church in a few weeks. Oh, my goodness, let me get out of here. Guess what? I saw you. Listen, when we, when we turn our lights off, not only did we leave them in their need in darkness, we just put ourselves in darkness. Come on, leave your light on and help blind him. Look here. Here what's happening now. See, now he, his feet can see where to walk. And I come alongside him, and I help him, and hopefully I can ignite his light. Because what happens when you get close to a flame? What happens when you take a match and put it next to another one? It'll catch on fire, won't it? 
See, if I get my light against somebody and I love on them and I come alongside them and I help them, hopefully I'll ignite something. Hopefully he can come to Jesus and let his light shine. And now he goes into his family, into his children. And you see how well ago the lights just spread across the world, spread across the church. It's the same way in the world. Amen? Gage, you're going to click those chandeliers back on. Hey, there's light. We close out today. I, I just, maybe, maybe that, that illustration was better than the whole series. I could have just started that and been done. Do you see the need? It's dark. We shine a light, we can see. And we shine a light so others can see. Why do we want to burn so that others can see our light? Why do they need to see the light? Because the light's Jesus. Why do they need Jesus? Because without him they go to hell. And whose responsibility is it? Mine. I've got to let my light shine. Now, am I going to reach the whole world? No. But I can reach my world. See, wherever I go, my light goes. And I can touch the people I come in contact with. My prayer for you is that you'll find your purpose in life. My prayer for you is that you'll get close to Jesus. And the closer you are to Him, the brighter you'll burn. Because He ignites your fire. He stokes your fire. He fans your fire. He charges your batteries. He's called. The closer you get to Him, the more you fall in love with Him, the brighter your light shines. Just the way it is. The more wood you put on the fire, the more heat radiates. And the closer you get to Jesus, the more your light's going to shine. The more your light's going to shine, the more needs you're going to see and then you're going to see the solution and then God's going to give you the how to and pretty soon wow you've affected your world amen